the digital revolution is coming and uh, we need to be equipped for, for this change. Um, I think it has a lot to offer us and we all need to be more open to it. Even if investing in it now seems costly in the long run, it's definitely going to be worth it for the benefit of society, for sustainability, for skill supply, for bioprocessing, for equality, for precision medicine. Welcome to Speed of Life and this special episode. Here we will focus on our needs in order for us to be successful in our pursuit in showcasing that we have a world-class ecosystem for life sciences. Hello to all the listeners of this special edition episode in which you will get to learn more about us working at Stone's Life Science and about some of our current focus areas. In this episode, we will meet the latest addition to the Stunz Life Science team, Abe, and discuss digitalization in the life sciences. Welcome, Abe. Hello, thank you. And just to get started, please tell us a bit about your background and how you ended up here. Okay, so um, I started with my undergraduate in biomedicine, and that was based in the United Kingdom. Um, but then as I kind of went on, uh, I realized I didn't really appreciate doing work in the lab. It felt like a bit monotonous and, and a little boring. So um, I actually found this program at Katarzynska Institute that's um, called Bioentrepreneurship, where you can kind of merge life science competencies with the business aspects. Um, so it's really for people to, to really get to understand how a business works and stuff but then also have the knowledge of the life science industry. And so throughout this program, I really gained an interest in digitalization specifically because uh, you get experiences in what are called practical placements. And so these are placements in different companies and they can be in different industries if you want. They can be in different of different sizes. So I actually started at a digital health startup. Uh, it's called Elsa Science. And that's where I really got this passion for anything digital. I really saw the potential that it has um, for the field of the life sciences. And of course, this is something that's really picked up pace because of the pandemic. Um, and it's really a hot topic right now. And as I continued, I continued to do more work. So I then moved on to a American biopharmaceutical company called AbbVie. And there I worked on mapping the Swedish digital healthcare ecosystem. And um, that just really added fuel to the fire. And during that internship, I actually came in contact with Björn Arvidsson here at Stens um, because he did a lot of work in health data. And um, that's where I really, realized that this is something that really works for me. I was really interested in how does health data work in the life science field? Um, how can we facilitate its use to improve human health, but then also explore other opportunities within this field because uh, I feel it has so much potential. Mm -hmm. Yeah, we're happy to have you here. <laughs> uh, digital transformation seem broad and abstract, at least for me. Can you break it down in a life science context with some examples maybe? Yeah, of course. Um, so I think when you think about digitalization, um, you can think of it in like three processes in, in industry. 
So if you break it down, I think the first stage uh, that most people probably think about is digitization. So the conversion of something that's analog, such as a physical patient record that's maybe written down, which we actually haven't had in Sweden since the 90s. Um, but in the 90s, we made the effort here to then convert this into something that can be used digitally. And so we, we converted this analog information exactly as it was into a digital system. But then the next stage would be digitalization. And digitalization is when you actually make use of this data that exists. And so with these digital journal records, you can then automate processes that then allow for a prescription to be automatically registered in the healthcare system or automatically generate a referral to specialist care. Um, and then you come to the final stage. And this is something that we would like to really achieve in the life science field in the long term. And this is called digital transformation. And so that is revolutionizing a business model to become completely digital. And uh, here in Sweden and even around the world, you have examples of this in, for example, telehealth. So you have Dr. 24 and Kri here in Sweden where um, they basically turned health clinics and made them completely digital. Um, and this, this has huge impacts as it saves costs on fi having physical centers, efficiency in terms of time spent commuting to the doctor's office, et cetera. Mm. And not always so popular. <laughs> True, yeah. <laughs> uh, what's the significance of digital transformation today and why is it important that Stunz is involved in this field, would you say? Okay, well, um, I mean, this is something that's really revolutionizing the industry. And so as we begin to see how we can apply digital transformation to other aspects, even certain research and development processes um, can be conducted uh, and save costs uh, by digitally automating these. Uh, and you save costs on raw materials by running simulations, for example, and so for Stunz, this can have huge implications. And everyone in Stunz, I think, has a role to play in this. And I think if you look at everyone's work in Stunz, somehow you can incorporate digitalization into those, into those fields. Okay, this sounds like an ambitious claim when you <laughs> say that everyone's work has a role to play. How about the, we quiz you on that one? Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, let's start oh. with Fanny's work uh, with sustainability. Oh my God, you're putting me on the spot here. <laughs> I have to know that. <laughs> okay. Okay, so sustainability. Um, well, I guess it becomes interesting to look at digitalization because I guess intuitively you might not think they're so intertwined, but uh, I guess if you look at sustainability, for example, on a societal level, um, digital health apps um, offer a way that people can monitor their health on a daily basis and they can really be a valuable resource in preventative healthcare. Um, and prevention is much cheaper and healthier than treatment, meaning people miss fewer days of work, people feel better or happier. And so the burden on society decreases as people become more productive. And on a societal level, you can clearly see the benefits here. Mm -hmm. Okay, that's a good one. Uh, how about Eric's work with skill supply? Um, sk with skill supply, I guess Eric's work then becomes 
finding the skills necessary. So digitalization is going to require a lot of competences that are currently in demand in the life science sector. This involves questions in his work such as um, how do we incorporate more data science or software engineering into the life sciences? Or how do we provide knowledge to existing data scientists and software gen engineers um, about the life sciences to make a career in this field more appealing? Um, yeah. You're good at this. Uh, I will keep pressing you. Oh how about God. Anish and Maulin's work uh, in bioprocess area? So that's that's a bit trickier, but uh, I guess one thing that I kind of mentioned before ties into this a little bit. So when I mentioned automizing research and development processes, if you can run simulations, for example, that can replace real world usage of raw materials to measure, for example, a biopharmaceuticals efficacy, it can save on resources and time, meaning you more quickly get to later stages of bioprocessing. And I think that's actually something that they've looked into a little bit uh, so far, uh, at least with Anisha and Malin. But yeah, definitely something to look into for further for them. Mm -hmm. Okay, and uh, the last one, Björn's work. Okay, so he does a lot of different things. The most obvious one for me would be health data, as that's what I worked on a lot with him. But he also has a lot of interests, and this kind of ties into health data, in precision medicine. So precision medicine being that, for example, in cancers, uh, you have a lot of different mutations and these involve a lot of different treatments depending on the mutations. So there's really not a one size that fits all approach here. And so it's fundamental in this field that we can make use of knowledge surrounding the human genome, um, the varying mutations that occur and compile this together with information from, for example, electronic me medical records or biobanks to identify the best treatments. And today, varying forms of artificial intelligence or data processing can be used to this end to really identify the best treatment for an individual. Yeah. Okay, you are a bit too good at this, so I will press you a little bit more. No. Uh, I said Bjorn <laughs> was the last one, uh, but could you also connect this to... to, to to mine uh, or, or yeah. one of my areas this is okay the first one i think of that's maybe too intuitive is the database but i guess also you do you've recently written a report on equality and it's important to see how digitalization can be applied there so i guess one thing is that for example we have programmed ai to be maybe biased because when you take AI, uh, it kind of relies on some kind of original sample um, to become useful. And so this sample is often, for example, for genetic purposes on European populations and for m clinical trials, it could very often be men who are involved in this. And so there's a bias here that uh, digitalized techniques only look into um, a certain population. And so when you then try to identify treatments based off of these tools, they then identify the best treatment for a white European male. And so it becomes really important to look into how we can retrain AI 
to to pick up on these biases that we have so that everyone is entitled to equal care and that's going to be something really important going forward in the life science field very good i'm impressed <laughs> thank you uh, okay so what have you been working on uh, in this field so far with stunts uh, what does your day look like <laughs> What does my day look like? Well, we all know at Stens, no day looks the same. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> um, and I was first told that, and I felt like that was something that everyone says, but it's definitely true for, for us here. Um, so I work in varying tasks. Um, I've been continuing some of the work on health data, looking into um, kind of rewriting my thesis into something that can be m more useful to uh, the companies and industry um, in Sweden in general on the use of health data. So I've been continuing the work on health data and identifying the work uh, going on to continue to enable this in the future. But I think more of my focus recently has been on a project called the Bright Project. And so this is a project that involves the collaboration of four different clusters, Lille in France, Barcelona in Spain, Tartu in Estonia, and Stuns, us in Uppsala. And um, basically, we're working on how we can foster digital transformation among the life science companies, looking into how some have already begun to do so and how others are in the process of digitalizing certain processes. Um, I'm also looking into how we can enable TIFs by speaking to the actors in the life science industry here, both big and small, to see what the needs are here. Um, and from this, I've seen a lot of people bring up a variety of issues uh, from difficulties in procurement, such as a digital health company trying to get into the healthcare system here in Sweden, which has been quite difficult from my understanding, but also difficulties in understanding regulatory frameworks in this field as it is heavily regulated, um, especially when it comes to di new digital technologies and software as a medical device, for example. Hmm. And what have been the main lessons learned in your work up to this point? Um, so on a personal level, uh, I think it's been to understand that the work I do as an individual is really just a drop in the ocean. It's going to have so little effect, which is why it's important to involve others and act together with other organizations, um, especially for something such as digitalization. It's difficult and no one really knows where it'll take us, but it's going to take a huge push to drive this change. And that can only be made possible with cross-sector collaboration from academia, from the industry, and uh, from society. Mm -hmm. And do you have a, a personal mission of what you would like to achieve? Um, maybe first on an organizational level, I think that if we, Stuns as an organization, can connect the Uppsala ecosystem to the competences it requires, that would be great to get them thinking more digitally and more open about investing in digital infrastructures. And so if I can somehow play a part in uh, maybe getting rid of this fear of how digitalization might initially negatively impact a business, um, but for people to then see the long-term benefits, I think we'll have then done our jobs. Um, and more personally, if I can realize that I don't need to make a fundamental change, but maybe just 
uh, have organizations look at something we write about or speak about and make them think more positively about digitalization and that they have considered they can collaborate with others to this end, then I'll have succeeded. Okay, it's a, it's a good mission, <laughs> I think. <laughs> and to round off, uh, do you have a few key takeaways or a call to action for anyone who is listening? Mm, yeah, I mean, maybe it sounds a little cheesy, but the digital revolution is coming and uh, we need to be equipped for, for this change. Um, I think it has a lot to offer us and we all need to be more open to it. Even if investing in it now seems costly in the long run, it's definitely going to be worth it for the benefit of society, for sustainability, for skill supply, for bioprocessing, for equality, for precision medicine. And Stunt has a network with companies here in Uppsala and it's expanding its network abroad. So if anyone listening is interested in these collaborations and to see maybe how a company outside of Sweden works with digitalization or vice versa, then please don't hesitate to reach out to us. Um, yeah. yeah. Thank you. I'm really excited to see how this trend continues to transform the ecosystem and to see the new ways the life science industry continues to adopt new digital ways of working. And I can really see how it uh, contributes to more innovation and value creation. So thank you, War thank you, Abe, for uh, leading this this mission. <laughs> <laughs> thank you, Diana, for having me today, and I'm excited to be part of this team. This podcast series is developed and produced by Stuns Life Science. Stuns is a foundation creating sustainable growth through private-public collaborations. Thank you for listening and for more information about this podcast and as well as about Stunts, please visit our website lifescience.stunts.se and follow us on LinkedIn where you will find us under our name. <laughs>